From Magpie 24-7, it's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon, did you say? What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Anyone for Bacon podcast. That's it. I got it right, boys. I hey! Thought... Hey! It must be a positive one. to go on. <laughs> it must be a positive one in that it is because Newcastle win 2-0 away to Crystal Palace. It is a positive one. We're not going to try... We're not going to be negative this week. We're not going to be shouting from the hilltops for a certain manager to go, although we still stand by that and we still fully believe that. It's a good win, Paul. It is a really good win. Um, what were yeah. your first, um, what were your initial thoughts, mate, of the of the win last night? Well, you're definitely right. First of all, the Bruce thing—it's still there, but it's on the back burner. Let's concentrate and enjoy a rare occasion—a win and a win away from home and a win in London that we're getting better and better and better on. Um, last night, I thought there was lots of uh, positives. Yes, it wasn't champagne football. It wasn't sexy football. It wasn't anything else like that however compared to recent times it was an absolute feast on the ice compared to recent games uh, we were creating chances uh you know the, the formation had changed we were creating chances we were getting shots away on target uh we were making things happen bruce was shouting uh and trying to change things from the sideline we scored two fantastic goals the strikers linked up well and seemed to form a bit of a partnership and there was some nice little moves and stuff there and um, there was just lots and lots of positives it was just like a bit of a pressure cooker uh, some of the pressure being released last night but it was over the moon in general with picking up three points from a game that me and you were saying beforehand we weren't confident we will no. not I know Zaha wasn't playing and I know this is the whole Zaha FC uh, stick and stuff like that but make no doubt about it you know you look at their team some of the players they've got they have got some very, very good players. They've got Ben Teke on the bench as well. I know he's had he's in the later years, but uh, he's a big name. Uh, and Batch Batch from uh, Chelsea. So that's striking oh, yeah. options on the bench. Yeah, we, we were quite jealous of. Um, so you go down there, and gone are the days ten years ago when they were a bit of a laughing stock. They nearly went out of business at one point. They're a good Premier League side, and one that that were close and nearest in the table last season. So to get a victory over them, it, it's a it's a bit of a double whammy because obviously that should be somebody that we're near when it comes to the later stages of the Premier League, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're cementing our Premier League future and stuff again. It, you know, ready for ready for next season. But yeah, all over the moon, couple of goals, smiles on faces, happy, and I'm sitting there thinking we don't have to be grumpy, we don't have to vent. On, on the podcast, so everything was, was positive yesterday. Happy days. It was, mate. You mentioned the formations there before, and we changed to a 4 4 2. And I, I think this was in, I think Bruce did this in spite of his usual, uh, usual thought process going into games because he set up a particular way. He believed there's been a, several of occasions where Bruce has believed in the, in the, in the wing back system, and um, he's changed it to a 4 4 2, playing Wilson up top with, uh, with Joel and, and and I think this, I think this worked yesterday very well. And I think obviously there's certain teams you have to play against in a different way. And obviously there might be teams that you play against, like your Man Cities and stuff, where you play five at the back to try and protect, um, protect a point or whatever it may be, which is usually the case under Bruce. But we're we showed signs that we're, it showed a state of intent, Paul, which is something that. Mm. 
fans have been almost crying out for, and I think Shearer put it best before the before the game on the Amazon Prime coverage. Um, the, the, Which the was fans... shite. They, they, by the way, their streams, goodness me, man, give your head a wobble. I didn't have uh, any that one, but a couple of people did. Isaac Hayden did. Yeah. He was tweeting about it. But um, Shearer said it best, I think. He, he says, because the, all these damn pundits and that that have been digging wild, Simon Jordan, um, Chris Sutton, Robbie Savage, Mark Lawrence, and all these arseholes um, that have been digging wild over the past couple of weeks. Shearer put it best. We don't want Champions League football. Um, we don't want. We don't want the dream. We don't. We're not dreaming too much. We just want a bit of hope. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. just a and a few drops of gold and a and a bit of intent was like, yeah, let's go. Let let us go. It's not like sitting there in a depression mode. Oh, well, this is going to be a long ninety minutes. But um, that I was I was actually really happy with the team. Obviously, Bruce mentioned in the press conference there was a couple of players in the squad that do have COVID. So I hope. They get better soon. He hasn't named them, but I assume it's um, he, Jamal well, himself. If it wasn't an injury last week um, that kept him off, Isaac Hayden, one of them, and I think Andy Carroll might be one of them as well. I don't know. Don't quote us on it, but uh, I think they're the mate, they're the three that that well, might happen. if it well. is get well soon. <laughs> don't, don't 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 quote us, but we did break break the news that Isaac Hayden wasn't uh, playing. Before the game, about an hour and a half before the squads went out, we were getting little. Uh, I was getting messages in left, right, and centre of people, um, and then there was one or two small little things around social media, and I was like, mm. "If there's smoke, there's possibly fire." So we did bring it quite a uh, quite a while, like I say, an hour or two before the team yeah. came out that Isaac Hayden wasn't going to be in, and at that time there was lots of people. Oh, good, and that means Hendrick's going to come in. Personally, when I looked at the team, I was just like. Thank fuck it's fought the back. That was my first honest, uh, you know, opinion when I looked at the team. I was like, brilliant. We're not persevering, you know, flogging this uh, this system that's brought us nothing recently. He's made a change. You know, the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting different results. He changed the formation. He succumbed to some of the uh, the pressure. There was people saying it should be four two three one. It could be four two three one. Others saying it, it could have been and should have been four four two. There was that banter the debate going on all before the game. Uh, but for me, yeah, over the moon that he played four at the back because I think that was a huge, um, a huge thing because five at the back for us. And sometimes when we've got like Hayden sitting uh, deep. And whoever beside him sitting deep, it, it's it's even more. It can be like, as I say, five at the back, six at the back, seven at the back at times. So yeah. four at the back, more bodies pushed forward and asking questions and just saying to the opposition, we're coming here to have a little bit of the ball. You know, at the end of the day, I, I, I agree with what you said, you know, playing Manchester City, or for, as an example, you could play a five at the back. But if you give Manchester City all of the ball, you're going to give yourself loads of problems. What you've got to do is say, I'm going to set up in a certain way so that we get some amount of possession so we can cause issues at the other end. We can score goals, goals change games, um, and and really possession and attacking is the best form of defence because if you've got possession and you're attacking, then they're not attacking, they're not scoring goals and we can. And it was just such a, a relief. But yeah, over the moon when I saw four at the back, but obviously... Uh, like you said, a few eyebrows raised at some of the missing personnel, which we, you know, assume from Bruce's comments after the games are down to COVID. So we hope that they 
if that's the case, they get themselves uh, sorted and the AOK because that is more important than, than than anything else, you know, for yeah, yeah. a game or a victory. Yeah. I do hope they get better. I mean, the four four two definitely a sign of intent from Bruce. I think, which is good, and I think it's took him a while to notice that you need to you need to try and take some games by the scruff of the neck. Uh, some of his pre match comments were a bit concerning about, oh well, I have to play this way, otherwise good teams will turn us over, um, and stuff like that. But Bruce, the inspiration. Last, last <laughs> <laughs> I mean, four four two. I mean, obviously, like I said before, there is a couple of games that um, you, you do need to play a more defensive kind of shape. But I think in against teams in the round weren't even teams in just uh, like between eighth and tenth. We should be trying to go for and trying to get get points from and trying to yeah. take the game by the scruff of the neck because I think we've got the attacking personnel to do so. But I think with what was being thing said, is, on mate, both, thing is made on that right. Bruce, a lot of the times, sets up not to lose football matches as opposed to trying to win football matches. And that really, it, it, it does, it, it boils your piss. But yesterday, they, they went with the mantra that we are going to try to cause problems, score goals and win get, win this game and get points. You know? Yeah, Bruce would take, he would help himself a lot if he took that mantra more often than not. Stop being so absolutely shit scared. We've got... You saw yesterday we've got some uh, footballers there who can play football, create chances, score goals. Stop being shit scared of everything. It's just like, you know, if somebody says boo, he must like shit himself. You know, <laughs> just stop. When, when we're playing these bigger, so-called bigger teams, stop pulling our trousers down and just expecting it, you know, just ex accepting the inevitable. Brighton haven't uh, done that today. Brighton's got a point against Liverpool. You know, they got promoted at the same time as us. Stop it with this small mentality. Uh, but yesterday, the mentality was much, much, much better against a good Crystal Palace side. A very disciplined Crystal Palace side as well. And I think yeah. with what was being said on social media, I mean, a lot of people were saying if we lost to Palace, then Bruce should walk. And I think it's been a case that Bruce was willing to die on his sword tonight. If, if, if he was going to go out, he's going to go out swinging, um, which is fair enough. But we're going to the game, Paul, and I think we we looked very sloppy on the ball in the first 10 minutes. We're trying to make things happen, and I think the players reacted well to playing 4-4-2. The first 15 minutes were very good for Newcastle, um, but there was a lot of sloppy passes. A lot of You could tell it was two very defensive, it was two very defensive teams trying to play football and it wasn't working it, it took it took a while to get into the game we had a couple of good chances through Joel Linton um who we will talk about it more in depth as, uh, towards the end because I think he's worthy of that but we had a couple of good chances through Joel Linton um Colin Wilson done his man for a dummy uh, ran towards goal played it across the box and um, I think it was Scott Dan who just got a foot to it Stopping a top in from uh, from Joel and, and but um, it was a it was a nice start. It was nice to see players in their half for a change, Paul, instead of just seeing eleven men behind the ball and hoping yeah. for the best. And, and, and again, Bruce, if you heard during the match, if you didn't have the absolutely pathetic sound uh, effects on, um, if you can turn them off and you can listen to what Bruce was saying every single time, push up, push up, get out push up and even when they had a little 10 minute spell towards the end of the first half Bruce was screaming at them get out get out 
And, and that's what you want to hear more of. It, it's just showing a little bit of passion. I've, I've criticised Bruce before for him standing around and hands in his pockets doing goodness knows what. But yesterday, he was on them all the time. And, and that... We need more of yeah, we need more of that. And it's it, defensively, it's a critique that Rafa had beforehand. It's a critique that many of us have had. He, the players that we've got, need constant man management. And when you see Bruce stood there, he's already talked so defeatist before the match. He's got his hands in his pockets. He's not saying much. That is about as much inspiration as uh, finding out that you're going on a hot date with somebody like Tim Sherwood. Uh, I, I listened to that <laughs> wanky yesterday during the halftime thing. But, um, oh, yeah, it was just so, so nice. I just felt with Joe Linton, first half, you know, there was some good stuff. He got, what, about four or five shots away uh, on yeah. target. I think they lacked a little bit of uh, venom in them. But, you know, he's a player who's obviously clearly out of confidence with regards to streak, uh, striking the ball, clearly. But the fact he's getting in them positions and he was working the pockets uh, either side of uh, Callum Wilson was fantastic to see. And you just felt, I mean, they had one chance which was good and it was well saved, um, in particular in the first half by Darlow. Uh, but we, on the other hand, were creating chances. And you just, my, my critique was like, I would have preferred them chances to have dropped to Wilson first half. But yeah. I think the more and more he, he took shots on, he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. And he, and he started to get that little bit of inner belief and that spark. And you're sitting there thinking, yeah, you are Brazilian. He had a couple of lovely, nice little touches. Um, and I was like, whoa, little signs of a partnership and an understanding. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I wasn't sitting there thinking it's, this is the next coming uh, or anything else like that. But, you know, Miggy was working hard. Jamal Lewis, I thought, had a cracking a, a cracking yeah. game up on, on the left-hand side. I think he benefited from Miggy's hard work up and down. But you, you're right to highlight Joe Linton. He, he really seemed to grasp the opportunity and take the instruction of get some shots away on target. They weren't, you know, fundacunts and out like that, but they were on target. And as he showed later on in the match, they don't have to be struck like fundacunts all the time to be able to go in and, uh, you know, and, and be effective. But I think we were both saying first half, we were seeing little green shoots of recovery. But there were like two defensive teams who look, it looked a little bit like we looked like a like a giraffe sort of running around a baby giraffe who was just getting used to the feast in the first half hadn't been attacking yeah. for so many games but as it went on we we got a little bit more confident and a little bit more confident and we just edged our noses ahead of uh, Crystal Palace with regards to uh, confident but certainly two very evenly matched teams who evenly had a few. Um, Worries. You could tell they were both worried about the attacking stats. I think. To be yeah, fair, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think in terms of possession, I think it's like on average, the second worst in the country, in the seventeenth worst, in the in like in the third or fourth worst in the country. Yeah. So it wasn't really a spectacle, especially with Zaha, um, being out and Maximin being out. Um, whatever the rumours are around him, I'm not quite sure. But I'm sure it'll come up in the next couple of days. What's going on with Maxi? But um, yeah, I mean. There is one player I want to shout out, Paul, because uh, on social media, I don't think there's anybody credit, uh, crediting him quite enough. And I think that's Carl Darlow. Uh, some that's of the saves that he made, he kept us in the game at really important times, saving a um, 20-yard shot from Eze, um, a decent the one. To, his, to his right in the first half at the near post. He made some really cracking saves and he collected some decent crosses as well. 
me and you've critiqued him on this podcast before. In fact, we said he was should have been one of them out the door in the summer and they yep. keep ourselves yep. podcast that we did. Um happy to be proved wrong by this lad. He's done really well uh, this season. He's been absolutely phenomenal. He kept us in this game. And I think some of the things that we critiqued him for in that last podcast, he's went away, he's worked on them and he's a hell of a lot better in us in in the um, fields. The, the header in the second half, who was that from? The, it was, uh, ben what was it? Yeah, cracking header, man. Bloody cracking header. And I thought, oh, you know, you're proper dough. You're like, shit. And then, he made three really good saves. Um, yeah. As the game went on, it was tight. I didn't think... It came to 80, 85 minutes. I was thinking this has got nil-nil all over at this. It definitely had nil-nil all over ah, it for me. And um, come off the hour, come off the man, uh, Joel Linton does some brilliant play. Um, he, he takes the ball over someone's head. Um, like not like not properly, but he, he manages to control the ball well. Plays through Callum Wilson. Wilson didn't have a sniff all game, Paul. Like you said before, all these chances were falling to Joelin, and Joelin wasn't quite taking them. But he plays Callum Wilson through, and as shown by the he Spurs, looked Brazilian there, didn't he? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, with Callum Wilson, you only need one chance. He's just a he, he's a he's a killer in front of goal. The composure that man has, Paul. It's quite it's it's unbelievable. Um, he, yeah. he bears down on goal, and it's just that. You kind of, you kind of know he's not going to miss, and he and he has the audacity to meg the goalkeeper. Tara, I'll see you later. One nil. <laughs> oh, um, I love it. It was a. Brilliant... Can you imagine the scenes made? Can you imagine the the absolute scenes? Uh, and I mean, I know that stadium's not it's, it's not the best. Uh, not one of my favourite away days, Sellers Park. Um, but there would have been madness going on down there, megging the keeper, uh, and like you like. Well, he's just an absolute goal whore. He loves it. One chance, one goal. He's like, yeah, he's just so cool, calm, uh, and collected. And you just you you put your house on him doing that. And as soon as the little chip, but yeah, I mean, as somebody definitely, you know, re reissued uh, Joe Linton's uh, Brazilian passport. I don't know, but just a nice little uh, flick on. But the weight of the ball through helped make the goal. It the was fantastic. Was, it was. Beautiful, and yeah, then it, it, it given the most of them the whole game. Paul, where he was yeah. holding the ball up and and playing playing the wingers in, and he really put himself about. And I think, and that's why he's getting more accredited with a performance this weekend because he grafted, he put himself about. He grafted his arse off, and he yeah. well and truly deserved a goal. And for me, I know Callum Wilson scored and, and things like that, and I will talk about uh, Callum Wilson in a minute. But for me, Jolent was our man of the match. Um, Amazon Prime gave Eze man of the match, and then Jolent proceeded to score an assist and a goal two minutes afterwards. So it was a bit like um, two middle fingers to Amazon Prime. <laughs> but um, the need, the need it, he was fantastic, Jolent, and he really was. And he deserved his goal. He deserved a little bit of luck. People saying, oh, it was a shit deflection. And like, yeah, but you, you make your own luck sometimes. And at the end of the day, he deserved the goal. He, he grafted his arse off. He was the he was the best player on the field, Newcastle or Crystal Palace. Made loads of pockets of space, as you mentioned before. Set up Wilson's goal for perfectly weighted pass. And yeah, he gets the goal. And you could just see how much it meant to him, mate. You could just yeah. see the, the, the twinkle in his eye and the and the passion in his face. That's yeah, what, that's what you, want. you want to see. You want to see a player do that. And I hope 
he, he can now kick on and, and play like that more often because it's clear now that it's took a while to work out Joel Linton and as Bruce correctly says last night, it takes a couple it takes players to hit the ground longer than others. But it's clear as day to me that with someone alongside him, he plays a hell of a lot better, Paul. We as a, we've as said a it ball type thing where he's kind of got that freedom to put his about, go left, go right. Like he's yeah. with that freedom, he, he can really make himself something mm-hmm. and really put the teams under pressure on a in a disciplined side like Palace that beat Man United, Man United away from home this season. Like you know that they're a they're a good side, Palace. They they, are they're, side. They're well the well drilled, organized, um, and the the they're capable of beating big teams and they're capable of upsetting anybody on their day. But we Joel we've said it all along, this all along with Joe Linton. A, don't judge the lad too, too uh, quickly. He's a young lad, what, 22-year-old or something, right? Come from Brazil to Germany to England. Different cultures, different expectations, different styles. And not only that, but we've consistently said, if you look at his time at Hoffenheim, he is not, not, and I've spoken uh, on conversations to people over there who are Hoffenheim supporters, he's not a single uh, striker. He's not got that instinct that natural thing that uh, that yeah you know a Shearer say would have he's not got that so rather than asking him to play to not his strengths get him to play to his strengths if he's playing in a two or a three he's different gravy um, he's had some good performances this season yes he's had a you know a few that haven't been great but so is the entire team but when he's playing in a two or a three up top he looks. Totally and utterly different, and like you've said before, finding the pockets yesterday, he did excellently. Um, I would also give a, another shout out to Matt Ritchie because I thought when he come on, he took another defender away and he helped create a little bit of space. Nice to see Matt Ritchie back. Haircut, I'm not so sure about. It is lockdown. I know the hairdressers and stuff situation. I'm lucky the, the missus is a qualified hairdresser, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, apart from that, um, I, I just think at the end of the day, yes, he hasn't scored lots of goals. He's actually got more assists and goals than what, uh, say, ASM has got this season. And you've got to play to a player's strength. You wouldn't expect a left-back, for example, to play, to play a centre-forward and then you wouldn't judge him as a centre-forward. Just because he's got that nine on his back, he's not a number nine. He's not a traditional striker. He is somebody who, like really plays in a number 10 role and uh, unbelievable yesterday how effective he was in the pockets behind Wilson. Wilson only needs one chance. Um, He's able to, you know, provide. And again, the shot yesterday, yeah, people saying it took a massive deflection. It was going to be on target. And that's, again, what we've criticised Newcastle for, getting shots away at goal, getting shots away at target. I said earlier on, he, he was lacking a little bit of confidence. Give him a little bit more confidence, a little bit more support. I don't care whether they're going off your ass, your leg, off an opposition's head, whether it goes in off a beach ball. I don't particularly care. Going off, off an inflatable knob, for all I care, if you think back to West Brom away last, um, last season. I don't care what it goes in off. He scored a goal. And like you said, the smile on his face and stuff like that, he's a young lad. If he can find his own little niche in the team and contribute, he looked a lot more like a £40 million player than what he has done recently. And I was over the, over the moon for him. I know you were absolutely doing cartwheels for the lad. Uh, and I thought he, he, he was one of the best. 
he, he was definitely man of the match. I don't give a shit what Amazon said. I thought Jamal Lewis was great yesterday. Uh, Callum Wilson was absolutely fantastic. I thought Sean Longstaff had a good game again as well. Um, there was a few players who had a bit of a stink, and I know you'll get onto them shortly. Like, but uh, Joe Linden, I, I was, you know, I was over the moon that it was him who notched because I just think confidence levels. Let's get a little bit of confidence in him, and take the the movement that we've seen and the positives that we saw from yesterday, and let's take him to the next game and see see what he can do. Well, that's it, mate, for sure. But. Mm. Um... Not just that as well. I thought we defended really well, Paul, throughout the game. Um, I thought Fernandez and Clark was a back. Is a is is the mid middle two in the in the back four were really solid together. Uh, Fernandez made an unbelievable block in the second half, and I think that that was the difference between Palace pulling away and you know and staying level long enough for obviously Jolin and Wilson to make the difference. But I think if you look at the likes of Lascelles, Cher, who made a glaringly bad mistake against Chelsea, um, and obviously was poor when he came when he was playing against Chelsea, and was poor against Southampton as well. I think them two in particular really need a fight to get back into this team now. Because as far as I'm concerned, I think if you drop either Lascelles or no, it, drop either Ferry or Clark now for Lascelles or Cher, it's really unfair, Paul. Because I sends out the wrong message. It Man does send out the wrong message. Well. Uh, Manquil was good at yeah. right back, even though he had a bit of an idiot in front of him um, who wasn't doing anything. Manquil still got in behind, he still got a couple of crosses into the box, made made a couple of important tackles as yeah. well. Um, I think with Manquil, yeah. mate, right, at the end of the day, if I was him, I'd have been in Jeff Hendricks' ear all game long, you lazy bastard. Come on, pull your finger out your ass, show for the ball. Because he was nowhere, he took the coward's option, mate, time and time and time again. Gutless wonder. Uh, we've had one good game out of him. The first game of the season was at West Ham. Uh, apart from that, abs- absolutely awful. All this Irish Jesus malarkey and stuff like that. Nah, <laughs> I, I can't have that. I was calling him worse than shit yesterday. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a tough time. And when the, the chips are down, you, you sort of see the real deal on certain people. Uh, and I just thought you went missing far too often. But my only critique of Mankia would be, in an ideal world, I would want him given a piece of his mind because uh, we we got carried in midfield yesterday by Sean and then other players around him because uh, I thought John Joe Shelby and I thought Hendrick were absolutely diabolical. And set pieces as well. Uh, John Joe Shelby scuffing the buggers left, right and centre. Uh, putting your foot through and not even connecting, oh, connecting with the football. Oh, boy, the my piss that were really was it sometimes yesterday. Aye, um, John Joe wasn't great. He had a couple of decent passes here and there, but I felt like if you're up against James McCotton, is, is it James McCarthy? Is that the is that the smoggy singer? I don't know. Um, I'll stick, <laughs> with, I'll st- I'll stick with McCarthy. It's, it's McCarthy. We know what you mean anyway. It's I and exactly you know who I mean. McCarthy, McCarthy, I think it is. Um, them two in midfield, the the very old fashioned, the like Burnley midfielders. Uh, they didn't have any. Mil- they yeah. didn't have Milojevic, who's who's a decent midfield player for them to have as well. Palace, but um, I thought Shelby would take the 
game by the scuff of the neck and he didn't. I thought Sean had a really good game because I know a couple of people have been getting on his back saying he's not championship level and all this. But um, no, I, I'm really I'm really happy for the way Sean played last night. And I think if he put, played, his, put his foot in, put his uh, foot yeah. in. Yeah, and he, that was nice to see. Yeah, I was really happy with Sean, uh, the way he played last night. I was gutted Matty didn't get on towards the end. It would have been I nice to see that. Or, or, or the young lad, Elliot Anderson. I would have liked to have seen him as well, over Hendrick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, for Sean to stay in the no, team, it's actually... There's, the something, there's, some, there's something in the second half. When, uh, when he took uh, Miggy off and uh, he, <laughs> he brought Richie on, I was oh, swearing. I mean, I got a new TV yesterday to watch the match. And I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm literally cursing every other word. You up, you know, cabbage eating bastard. This, that, and the other. Uh, I just didn't know how Hendrick stayed on the pitch. It's it, it's uh, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I think he must. I think Bruce must fancy Hendrick or something like that because it, it was just as obvious as the day was long. I thought he's going to bring Matty on. Um, he's going to take him off, or he's going to bring Richie on and take Hendrick off. And when he took. Miggy off, I was just swearing. I, I was literally <laughs> every other word. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been lovely to see Matty on. Um because we need to see what Matty can offer us long term. Obviously he's only turned, signed a, a shorter term contract, so the decision needs to be made on Matty. Sean was fantastic. He put his foot in, he had some nice passes, he got all over the pitch left to right, he protected, uh, he used his intelligence over the football field to fill in where he needed to. It was a committed performance. I still think, hand on heart, my personal belief is that he's a number 10 in the making. I think I want yeah. him at the edge of the box taking shots and stuff. I don't want to see him uh, as deep, but need needs most in some situations. But I want him edge of the box, causing all sorts of issues. I, I strongly believe uh, that he's a number 10. Uh, and it's lovely to see Sean getting some time in the team. Uh, we, I, I think he, last season... Again, he's been all right. Yeah. I mean, last season against Bournemouth, he looked great, then went off again. And it's just like injuries have been his Achilles heel. Well, that's uh, it. But uh, fantastic. Let's hope he gets a run of games now. He plays really, really well uh, and cements his, his, his place in the team, mate. Well, I think he deserves it, man, because I think it's the first time really since he got injured at West Ham that he's had a run in the team. He's been fairly in and out with the team and stuff. And I seen before the match there was a journalist that linked to Bentaleb in January. Oh. God forbid we'll bring him back because he's flipping shit. He is his proper horse shit, mate. Um, he couldn't hold a candle to either long stuff, in my opinion. Like I think Matty's better than him. He's got more energy. And uh, Sean can pick a pass better than him. And Sean's more technically gifted than uh, Bentaleb. Like, Bentaleb is proper shit. Mate, mate Henry Savé is fucking better than Bentaleb. Honestly, he is like... At least he's got a fucking free kick in him. Uh, uh, we don't want anything to do with Bentaleb. I don't give a shit whether he's been suspended, if he's available for a fiver or, or out. It's it's not worth it. Like you said, we've got the two long staffs and they can be the future of Newcastle. So, no, no, fuck that off. Waste of money. Definitely. I mean, it's not a, it's not one that I want. I mean, I'd welcome Jack Rovillem's back, left back, as a, oh, so, yeah. so Lewis could play understudy to him because uh, I think you could learn a hell of a lot from Willems, but definitely not a Bentaleb. Like, there's no reunion to her because I think I think if we get a couple of injuries and then we'll have to play Hendrick and Bentaleb in the midfield, that'll be the that'll be the first game in years in Newcastle that I miss. I will not watch it because I know we'll get beat, whoever it is, because flipping hell, man. Nah, I mean to, to be honest, mate, getting the team sheet and seeing Bentaleb 
uh, <laughs> Bentlev on there along with Jeff Hendrick is like walking in on your parents at it. It's <laughs> it's disturbing as fuck that like it's shocking. It is disgusting, and we don't want to see it at all. So no, no, I, I know, I know. Lee Chaney loves a cheap deal. That's why we got Steve Bruce in the first bloody place and everything. But come on. If you're going to sign anybody in January, right, and it's on a cheapy, uh, you can't believe how good it is type deal, then get uh, get Jeffro Williams back because that is a that is a no brainer. I'd go over there and bring the lad over myself. Yeah, no brainer that one. Brilliant, brilliant left back. Yeah. But, um, to end on a like to to end the like summary of the match on a positive, mate. Callum Wilson obviously slotting home. I think that uh, it's seven goals in nine games, and he's got two assists as well. So he set up Joel Linton's goal. What a player! Proven man. quality. Proven like, quality. It, 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 it's more than it's it's more than just proven quality, mate. Like hit him for twenty million, and he scored seven goals already in this team. And there's been a lot of questions of how defensive war and stuff, and he still managed to score goals in this team. He's just he's just a work of art, mate. Honestly, he's the best striker I've seen since Demba Ba, and even then, I'd question if he's better than Ba. He's unbelievable, Paul. I re like, I, I don't know if it's getting across, but the the man crushes so there. Um, yeah, Alan Wilson to death. He looks. He, he's he's the Rondon Mark Mark Two, isn't he? At the end of the day, I, I, and, I think to be honest, Wilson Mark Two at this rate, mate. He's flipping. Yeah, unbelievable. Like I can't. It's like he's just he's finishing abilities, uh, his work rate, he's he's just got he ticks every box, mate. For twenty yeah. million, absolute steal. Southgate, like he literally is off his tits. He is off his fucking tits, not including the likes of uh, Callum Wilson in squads and stuff. Just going back onto what you touched on there before, though. Yeah, Jamal Sells, he's not been himself. I don't think this season. He's got a long way to get back into the team. Fabian Chair, Ditto. So I think they're down to bench duties. Callum Wilson is going to be one of the first names on the team sheet, mate. Uh, he's one of our very, very best players. He is a beast. Even if he hasn't had a chance after 80-odd minutes, you're sitting there thinking, keep him on. Do not take him off, Brucey. Do not fucking take him off because he needs one chance. Bang. That is it. Um, and, he proved, and he proved that yesterday. And it knocked the stuffing out and allowed uh, for us to go, uh, go ahead and score a, you know, a second one. Uh, take the pressure off and get that points total looking a little bit more healthy because I, I touched it on, on a post on, on our Facebook page. We've got a difficult Christmas and New Year schedule, so let's get a couple of more victories wow. in the bag. Yeah, uh, because it's all about staying up and allowing the hopefully the takeover process to take away, you know, in, in, in the background. Well, that's it, man. That's kind of what we're looking at because um, the... I don't know what the news is. If you've came here for takeover news, I haven't got I haven't got the foggiest, but the um the fans consortium have managed to get a couple of things done this week. I don't know what they are, but it is positive from a couple of things that they've done, a couple of cryptic things that they've that they've liked and disliked on the um on, on Twitter and um, would suggest that something's went went good. But um Newcastle as 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 it goes in the table, mate, we're we're ten points from uh, from the relegation zone and two win next four games are against West Brom and Fulham. So if we manage to beat them two teams, Paul, that would put we 
that will put we very safe going into these runner games because I know over Christmas it's uh, a Christmas nightmare. Unfortunately, it's, a, it's like having a it's like having a shit in your stocking. Man City on Boxing Day, Liverpool on the twenty eighth, and then on the thirtieth we'll play Leicester. So it's like it's it's not it's not a nice run over Christmas, and then no. after Chris after the New Year we've got um, Sheffield United and then Arsenal. So it's like it, the, yeah. the and then game. we did, then we've got a wee little dinosaur reunion as well at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Ever no way. Oh, yeah. we look forward to that. Yeah, quality, but yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully the next couple of weeks we've got four games that we're not playing any big teams. So hopefully Bruce can actually tamper play with the team, the back. play play on the front foot, have a bit of confidence. And for the first time in his tenure at Newcastle, show a bit of consistency, like in our performances. Because one week we can be great, and then the game afterwards we usually jack shit. So I'm hoping, I'm praying after the Villa game next week, we can come on the podcast again and be happy as Larry and um, I can get the name of the podcast right again, uh, two in a row. But um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll just get it right and then it'll be a new manager coming in and we'll have to uh, <laughs> radically alter it. But uh, no, at, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's not about Steve Bruce today. I still think we, we, we when we win, we win in spite of Steve Bruce. Um, it, this you know this isn't me say, all of a sudden saying Steve Bruce is the best thing since sliced bread he wasn't my choice he never will be my choice he's a nice chap he's a nice bloke by all accounts but like I've said before my milkman is he's not the right choice for Newcastle but I'm enjoying the fact that we won it felt great to wake up this morning and it was still like we've got it in the bag you know that it makes all of the difference and that is the best way that Steve Bruce rather than slagging fans off rather than uh, you know hiding against stats and stuff like this. Do it on the pitch. Get the results on the pitch. And that is what he did against uh, Palace. Get another couple of victories over the next couple of weeks. Get us up to you know 20 points or something like that before these Christmas fixtures come. And um, then, you know, the, then, the, then the fun and games come. But yeah, you, you, you're quite right. It's just all about survival this season, and it's all about the the, the takeover, and it's all yeah, about the league cup as well that's coming up. So you know, keep oh, the fort the back, Brucey. It is, it is, it is all about that um that Brentford game coming up. Like it's our biggest game of the season that one. But um, if there's um, what else you want to say, Paul, before we wrap up, um, I'll I'll just leave it there. Like if you want, just just one little message. We, we've had quite a few messages in over the past couple of weeks and one in particular this week and um, again saying lots of nice positive stuff about the podcast oh, and what we're yeah. doing on my 24 7 so it's just a massive shout out we do read every single message we get in we try to go through as many comments as is humanly possible um you know we, we do try and put as much back in as possible but the message this week um just blown away mate you know you receive a message one week and you think that's tops not you, you can't beat that message then you get another message in where people saying you know that we're doing good stuff it's an alternative to some of the other things that you know are out there we don't sit on the yeah. fence um saying lots of nice things about you know yourself and, and and myself and the fact that you know we, we've moved into this uh this this new you know new project we're taking chances on ourselves and yeah it's it's just great so yeah thank everybody i know you know that it's it's it comes from the heart. We do care well, a lot about what, what what we do. So yeah, thank you for the messages in. Thank you for the continued support. And again, we're, we're close to hitting landmarks on Twitter and on Facebook and stuff. And it's just absolutely bloody amazing. So yeah, thank you to everybody. 
Yeah, I second that as well. Uh, brilliant support from you as always. And if you and um, I can I can sign off on a positive note that we've got three points, ten points from uh, from the relegation zone, three points off Europe. I suppose that'll get hot down one by Robbie Savage. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's been a good podcast this week, Paul, as it always is. Thanks for your comments and everything this week and your messages and stuff, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. We'll love you and leave you for now. But uh, yeah, it's been the anyone for beating podcast with me, Kyle Thompson, and uh, obviously Paul Rutter as well. But uh, yeah, catch us later, everyone. Bye.